It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let me talk! 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 One, two... If you're listening to this, then you're probably a new listener. So hello and welcome. I'm David Mooney. I am joined, as ever, by Sam Lee. Hello. Uh, today, it's time to preview the first ever Manchester Derby FA Cup final, isn't it, Sam? Uh, yeah, it is. And I'm sure it's going to be an entirely normal podcast where it's all rational and logic and, and we're not talking nonsense. Either that or it's 80% nonsense. There's only one way to find out. Yeah, got to stay tuned to find out. If you want longer ad-free episodes even earlier, then head over to lmtpod.com to find out how to subscribe. FA Cup final week, it's all good, it's all good. Is it? Well, yeah, I mean, normally it's me answering the questions or giving a view, but um, how are you feeling? I'm nervous, nervous as hell, but, you know, that's it's the way it's it's the way it's supposed to be, isn't it? You can't have a, You can't have a Derby Cup final and not and be relaxed about it. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't no. like it doesn't matter what tier of of football your opposition are in. If it's a derby, you are nervous about it. It's that's as simple as that. Yeah, and then I suppose uh, I mean we'll 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 probably get into it, I guess. But I mean we can't tell anybody what's at stake, can we? Like everybody knows um, it's an FA Cup final. That would be enough in itself if there was no Champions League final afterwards. But there is, so it's part of the treble and all that. And obviously. United are massively keen and massively open about being keen about stopping City doing the treble. So, yeah, it's a pretty unique game, isn't it? It is. Pretty it unique is. game. Who'd have thought? Yeah. The, the, I mean, let's start there then in that case. Um, because I guess come Saturday evening, we'll know whether or not the treble's on. It's as simple as that, really, isn't it? Yep, it is as simple as that. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I've not allowed myself to think that far ahead uh, in any sense, not least because of the travel of getting to Wembley. Um, but certainly the game and afterwards. Yeah. I, the, the, the thing is, it's like, you know, well, when City beat Bayern in the first leg, everyone was like, ah, oh, the tie's dead. And then obviously the closer it gets to the second leg, the more twitchy people get until it gets to kick off and you think, oh, if they score in 15 minutes, you know, we're in trouble. And it's that kind of thing. City get to the Champions League final. I think this is it. City will beat Inter like whoever whoever wins out of that Inter AC game City will beat them or Real Madrid will beat them and then the closer it gets to kick off the more it's like oh I'm not sure so yeah, if, the better they become if City, do, yeah. if City do beat United then that Saturday night will be peak trebles on it's happening they'll batter this lot blah 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 and then 
yeah, coming up to kick off in Istanbul. They'll be underdogs again. Be, yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But And that is exactly the, the situation that everybody's gone through with the, the United derby. Because um, basically every day of the year, apart from the, the Monday to the derby itself, whichever derby it is, City fans rightly and correctly enjoy being miles better than United. But then as soon as it, an actual derby is in sight, Everyone, yeah, everyone gets nervous. Everyone starts to fear the worst, and I can only imagine. I can only imagine how the nerves are going to be in, well, in the households of our listeners for for some. Um, just just getting closer to that kickoff. Whether you whether you, you've got to kind of navigate getting to London or not. Whether you, there's no there's no chance of going whatever wherever you're going to watch the game. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. Really, like I, I don't like doing previews at the best of time because it's easy to talk about something that hasn't happened, that has happened, than something that hasn't. Um, that said, we'll power through another hour of this. <laughs> um, but I just, I just don't know. I just don't know how it's going to go. Which again, it's even, it's even got me because, again, when when United got through to the final, it was like, okay. Yeah, would rather Brighton have got there instead just to avoid everything about the day. Um, but it's, it's so easy to think, you know, City are miles better. Yeah. City are absolutely miles better. But then the closer it gets to kickoff, you know, the, the worse City get in our minds. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't actually. Um, but all those little, I don't know, the 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 pessimism of a lot of football fans. And I'm sure there'll be, listen, be fans listening to this who are thinking, what are you talking about? But I know there'll be a lot of pessimistic fans who'll be taking every negative thing into account, every even possible negative thing into account and then looking at United and going oh it's their year or Ten Hag was on the pitch and blah 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 but ah who knows eh who knows well let's uh, just to kind of give a bit of context to the game I've had a look at City and United in the FA Cup. So this is only the 10th time that the two sides have ever met in the FA Cup. Uh, United have won six of them. City have won three of them. Obviously, uh, most of them appear during the time at which United were good and City were crap. So there's like very little to read into that. I mean, very little to read into these sorts of records anyway. Um, at Wembley, City have won one. Um, that was the FA Cup semi-final in, in 2011. And United have won yeah, one. That was the uh, the Community yeah. Shield in 2011. So head-to-head at Wembley, they've, uh, they've got got one each um Guardiola's record against United's interesting because it's it's better than you think it is I think um because everyone goes oh he always he always seems to overthink and lose against United um but he's played 18 against them uh for City this is it's not um not for his whole career uh he's played 18 mm-hmm. against them he's won nine drawn two lost seven now he's lost more than you'd expect for a team of United's well, quality it. you're saying it's better than you think it isn't because yeah. City should genuinely have won all of them really and again, going back to the fears, it's like, is is this going to be that Mourinho game in April 2018 or when Solskjaer seemed to keep getting wins and even Ten Hag this season? Um, but yeah, that that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's what I was, I was going back to before. Every day of the week, every day of the year, basically, City fans know they're better than City, that City are better than United. But now coming to it, you start thinking about those seven defeats that I can't even I can't believe there's seven really I mean I could have I could have told you a few but seven well, there were three Guardiola in, City yeah there were there were three by Solskjaer in that um, nineteen twenty season where things just weren't really right for City Carabao. 
Yeah. So, like, wipe those three out where City weren't uh, at, at top top performance. And I know you can't just say, I, oh, I, just, I, just take I know that you out can't, the equation. Can you? Because you could say that again. You could say that about the game in January as well. Yeah. But also, this is, this is my thing about City's record at Spurs. There's only been one game, basically, when City were um, not struggling, and that was the Champions League game. And even then, they tried to keep it tight and nick a 1-0 and they missed a penalty. So I could never... You know, if I was asked about City's record at Spurs on like Sky Sports News or something. I couldn't go too deeply into what I actually believe, which is most of the time City have been there, they've not been playing well. And it, it's as simple as that. But it just sounds like sour grapes. But yeah. it's true, isn't it? It's true. Well, I know that's exactly what you're saying about Solskjaer, Solskjaer's record against um, City. But then I suppose there was that mad one when City had won, what, 24 games in a row? Yeah, lockdown season. out of that yeah. period. And then United won somehow. They got a penalty in the first minute. Shambles. So, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, so nobody's getting ahead of themselves for the derby, are they? I mean, look, there'll be people who put on like City to win 4 1 and um, like De Bruyne to score first and they'll win like 900 quid or something. That that kind of thing will, will come up. But, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. Although I'm quite looking forward to, I say looking forward to, I know we're talking about the record between the teams, but I've heard so much from my mates who are City fans who were at Wembley in 2011, yeah. just about how grim it was, like just how, like how awful. And everybody I've spoke to who's a City fan and was there is convinced it's going to be the same again. I can't imagine a game in this country being that bad. And it's because when I say that bad, you would you'd imagine it being, you know, like you hear about a derby in Italy or Turkey or something where people are going around like stabbing each other in the arse and you think that's like that is terrible someone's going to get seriously hurt but it's it's just the kind of toxic atmosphere that I yeah. can't quite get my head around because obviously I've been to plenty of games for work and obviously as a fan and like some dicey atmospheres but just from the way it's been built up to the people I've spoken to I'm just going to go and I mean I know I know a lad who's got uh, he managed to get like executive seats basically and he's and he's going in Wembley like as soon as the gates open for that, which is like a couple of hours before the game, and he's leaving as far after the full time whistle as possible, just to avoid it all. Um, but I mean, may- maybe this is one of the last podcasts I'll ever do because I'll end up having fireworks launched at my face or something in the Wembley Tunnel. But I want I want to go down Wembley Way and just be like, oh shit, okay, this is what people were talking about because I can't because I didn't go to that game. I wasn't. I wasn't at twenty eleven either, yeah. and I, I was I was I was actually working at the time, so I didn't go. So I've. And I didn't realise it was a thing until speaking to City fans and just hearing about it over the years and obviously in the last couple of weeks. So that side of it, I mean, I'm not more intrigued by that than the game, but I'm certainly going to, if we ever get there, um, go and hang around and and see what it's actually like and not just do a, a Champions League final last year where a lot of the journalists were like, oh, that seems to be terrible over there. Anyway, best go into the buffet. I don't want to be doing that. So. Yeah. We'll go and see. I um I I'm in the same boat because I wasn't at 2011. Um, we had a very ill-timed family holiday. Uh, because at the start of the season we looked at it, it was I think it was half term week. Uh, and my mum worked in a school and she was like, "Well, we could." We, I, I found this cheap holiday to New York. Um, and uh, it, it, the fixture list says it's Spurs at home or the FA Cup semi final. Well, they never beat Spurs at home, and uh, they're never going to be in the FA Cup semi final. So let's let should we go? And we just went, "Yeah, all right, let's go." Um, so I experienced it uh, five hours behind, which meant as a five o'clock kickoff, I uh, I actually missed the first half because I was stuck on the highway. But there you go. <laughs> well, it's a bit like because there's loads of. 
because I've seen people asking, like, are there going to be screenings for the Champions League final at the Etihad or the Academy Stadium? But they've got concerts, haven't they? And it's like, City must like City must have known that. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter because none of these games, the FA Cup final, the Champions League final, aren't going to be at the Etihad. But it, it's just it's quite funny that. Well, the weekend's on, isn't it? For a lot the of uh, City staff, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then is it is it Coldplay? It's Coldplay this, this weekend, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's it's just funny how you know talking about diary clashes and stuff. Like obviously, City would have known that was possible, but it's quite funny they have got to both finals. Um, and yeah, anyway, Arctic Monkeys on Friday night as well. <laughs> Old Trafford Cricket Ground, going to that, and then driving down nice and early to Wembley. I Good can't luck. See any issues there? I cannot see any issues there whatsoever. You will be absolutely um, fine, my friend. Absolutely fine. Well, to be honest, this is this is it though, isn't it? It's like those nights out before games or before. Yeah, I mean, it's, it often is before games or traveling to games or whatever. Um, they're a terrible idea, but it just seems so much fun at the time, and it kind of spurs you on to have a better night and then the worst day the next day but like, I've been thinking about this and thinking about the whole atmosphere and the vibes around the game and how fans are feeling and stuff like I, f- I feel like oh, I was playing golf with Jack the other day and I was like we should and we went out in Brighton so we got a hotel after the Brighton game we went out it wasn't a heavy night at all it was just late with some of the Norwegian lads who are over to cover Harland, they've got like a proper revolving cast of Norwegians that keep coming up and introducing themselves. It's great. And they're all good lads. Um, and I was like, we should have got a picture of that the other night. Cause, and like now playing golf and like Arctic Monkeys next week. Cause like this is, it's part of history. And I'm not saying we're part of the club cause we're very much the, um, the seagulls following the trawler. You know what I mean? We're not part yeah, of that. Yeah. And we're not fans either, but you know, whatever we are part of in terms of our kind of journalism community, we'll be looking back on this in years to come as like, it's, you know, it's, uh, there's loads of memes. I saw one recently. It's very difficult to describe, but it was like, you're imagining yourself in that 2015, 16, 17 as like really good looking. In reality, you weren't. And it's just the same as it is now. (laughs) It's only like in three, in three years time, you'll look like I'm looking, I always say, I think I've said in this podcast, 2019 to me seems like the best year ever because it was just before the pandemic. And like I was four years younger, you know, in better shape, whatever, however you imagine those times to be. And obviously it was the, the really tense running with Liverpool as well. And it ties into football and all of that. But it's like, this is exactly the same. Like I'll be looking back. When I'm 40, you're going, oh, I was only 34 at the time. Yeah. Whereas now I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm 34. In the future, I'll be like, this was, this was an unbelievable period to be alive. And this is just me going, and look, I want City to win the final. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. Um, to, to ironically quote Ferguson. Well, no, what was it he said? No question about that. Um, there's no doubt about me wanting City to, to win the final. But, and, you know, if, if, if City win... Oh, we'll go out anyway. You know, we'll be going out regardless. But if City win, it'll be a better night. Um, I, I can only imagine. You know, the fans who have got the tickets and they'll be getting minibuses down from fucking Stockport or Cheadle or wherever, just down to London. The, the shambles that there's going to be with traffic and parking and service stations and all of that. The the weather's been amazing. No, we'll talk about. It. Do you remember? Like, do you remember this? All was going on. The weather was so good. It's like these are amazing times. But I know it's like that running in 2019 when it wasn't amazing it was absolutely horrible and that was just from my point of view of covering City and not really wanting Liverpool to win yeah but like I can only imagine the actual nerves and the tension for the proper City fans to be going forever and 
the weather was good, won the league at Brighton, all of that kind of stuff. Like the the domestic cup finals. Like what what a time to be alive that was. But it's like it's what some, a time to be alive this is. But yeah, you only really enjoy it afterwards. I know what you mean because it's like someone at work said to me the other day that uh, they they're really we we did a story of uh, someone who was swimming the channel for charity. It was uh, Graham Sunes and and uh, the father of of um, somebody who, who fundraising for a, a condition that his daughter had. Um, and uh, someone at work said to me, you know, swimming the channel is something that I would have loved to have done, but I don't want to do the doing of it. And I like, I get it. I get it entirely. It's the, the, you want to have won all of these, that you want to come out the other side of this and say, look at, at what City have achieved this season. But the actual mm. winning of it can be really, really stressful and really horrid. Yeah, I feel like my dad kind of ruined a lot of experiences for me in that kind of sense as well. Just because when I was younger, the 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 woman he was seeing at the time, she like I don't think I don't think she had a horse, but she like she had access to a stable. So like, my dad was like, "Oh, let's just go like riding a horse." So I like, trotted around like a paddock or whatever it was on a horse, and he he was just like, "This is good," because then he can say you've ridden a horse. And I was like, and then that kind of shaped how I would look at things. So I'd kind of be doing stuff or. Yeah, I just guess it's doing stuff or being places and just thinking, well, I can say I've done this now. And I'm like, why, why aren't you actually fucking enjoying it? Yeah. Rather than just going, oh, well, I'll be able to write in a diary for somebody to read after I'm dead that I once rode a horse slash, I don't know, went to, wherever. Yeah, that I would like to swim the channel, but that is that is next level, though, I would say, even to that. Because it's like, if you want to do it, then do it. And if you, like, yeah, I'd like to say I've run seven marathons in seven days but it's never going to happen like, why would that ever why would that ever enter your mind like if you if it's not even on the agenda and also if it's going to be swim the channel why don't you just do um to say something mental like you know that the city coach jamie carr who like went solo across the atlantic in a boat say say oh i'd like to do that but without actually doing it like if you if you're only going to yeah why set the bar yeah why set the bar so low (laughs) well i want to go to the moon it's never going to happen but i'd I'd like to say i've done it why why would you just go i'd like to do this which fucking david williams has done you know it's obviously difficult i couldn't do it but it's not that difficult if if, why set the bar that low if 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 you're kind of wishing for things that are never going to happen Okay, time to take a very short ad break now. When we come back, we'll look at Guardiola's record at Wembley and look at how he compares to previous city managers who've been in similar situations. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. So Guardiola's record at Wembley um, throughout his entire career. Played 17, won 12, lost 5. So he's, uh, he's, he's pretty good at Wembley, all told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one game I did go to, one one old timey United game. In fact, that was 2011, the Champions League final. Um, me and my brother jibbed it and ended up in the Barca end, um, which actually made the experience a lot more bearable because when you're around loads of people who are really happy and you don't like absolutely hate them, which will be the case this weekend. Um, yeah, that was, it, that was quite that was quite a, a story. Uh, the, the old Wembley jib. I was going to do that because the Champions League final was there the year after as well for buying against Dortmund. But by that point, I'd got a job, um, like a full-time job with a press pass and I was like I'd better not get barred from the National Stadium that'd be quite difficult wouldn't it you know whenever you apply for a job it's like you need a clean driving licence it's like nobody's ever ever going to know this as long as you're not actually banned from driving nobody's ever going to know but if you were if you were banned from Wembley are you telling me that you've lied about your uh, clean driving licence no no I've got a clean driving licence because I've done two I've done two driver's awareness courses and if I were to get another speeding ticket now, it's st- it's still been three years, so I'd have to do another course rather than well, I'd be able to do another course rather than take the points because the first time I got it, I don't even know what happened, but I took the course obviously, and then the second time I got caught for speeding, it was when we drove. Is this is a segue for you, Jesus? You know when City lost at Norwich at the start of twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, twenty. The Ottomendi game. Um, yeah, Ottomendi just gave the yeah the Ottomendi game. Yeah, um, it was then because the despicable bastards they have their speeding cameras facing towards the car so you can't see it coming and slow down um so yeah got caught for that and then the letter came through but that was september and then the car's in my wife's name and it was like well i had to reply and say actually it was me but if all of these replies happen to take 28 days then by the time they replied back to you it pushed you back into the november and i was past the three-year point so i could do a um, speed awareness course again the guy actually said he remembered me as well which i i don't know if they've got some kind of register um, but it's quite good actually I would recommend going to more than one because if you remember the answers you'll look really clever when you go back because everyone else has got absolutely no fucking idea about how the road actually works quite it's fun it's they, really they get, good they actually they get you to identify <laughs> they they get you to show they, they show you pictures of like roads like nondescript roads and they're like what's the speed limit here and unless you actually know that like a built up area is somewhere with um, street lights and therefore it's 30 Nobody's got any idea. People are just like plucking numbers out of thin air, like 40, I don't know, 45 miles an hour. How the fuck should I know? It's that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. But good. I'd also recommend sticking to the speed limit. Good, good. Um, uh, Especially what, on the way down to Wembley. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of people on the roads because there's train strikes. There we go, back on topic. Well, I'll um, tell you what as well, yeah, that, M- that M40 is a fast motorway. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. Don't ask me what it is. But that M40 is a fast motorway, so be careful on that one. Is that is that the route that have been because de- they've designated a route for City fans and United fans, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know what what route there is for people who are part of the agenda. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not sure which way we have to go. Um, private flight to Heathrow, I guess. Yeah, we pro- we probably uh, have to go down the A1 and go all the way down the other side of the country. But also, it depends who you ask it, because obviously, me me talking about City's charges in the last couple of weeks saying, can we wait for a verdict first? That has obviously got me as a big part of the pro-City media agenda. So it depends who you're asking. That's tricky. I mean, I, actually, I said to my wife about the element, this is such a nonsense podcast, this is why I don't do previews. Um, I said to my wife, I was joking about, I'm going to go out onto um, Wembley Way just to see what it's like uh, and be throwing straighteners. And she looked at me and she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, don't worry. She was like, oh, I thought you meant like actual hair straightness. I was like, right, brilliant. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Go go past the Babylon factory on the way past. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It'd be quite funny if they were, if they were to be recognised by United fans now. And it would be quite funny. Um, me and Martin Tyler walking into Wembley and a United fan coming up and punching me because of my pro city media agenda and then a load of the blue moon birds punching them because i'm actually anti-city and then they realize it's martin tyler and then they have a scrap over who he supports that would that would be pure that would be fine what are we talking about what, what are we talking about i, I don't know if I, like genuinely i'm worried i'm worried about your sanity here mike because like it's it, clearly the pressure of the game's getting to you um I, there's there's something oh, okay. that i i kind of it's a Again, drag us kicking and streaming back onto topic. Um, City and United, uh, like the the yeah the the sort of rivalry between the two sides and the way it's developed over the years. There was a, there was a line uh, that guy Mowbray said on Match of the Day in the six three derby earlier this season. Um, he said something like, "Oh yeah, I know." Yeah, he said he said something like. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson once said, "Not in my lifetime about City going in as favourites, and now it's every time." Um, it's kind of like it is interesting how that has developed over the years because even like take out Guardiola, take out the the impact that he's had on City, and it's like it's a considerable impact. That was it. Was it a case where City were going into derbies regularly as the favourites, like before him in Pellegrini's time, or has it been a Guardiola thing? I think now it's obvious, but I mean maybe that's just because it's recency, and even by recency, I mean like seven years. But everybody knows of the City are favourites and they're the better team. But like Pellegrini, Pellegrini was in charge when there was that absolute hammer. Well, there's been a couple of hammerings at Old Trafford, haven't there? There was the one when was it Zeko scored after like two minutes, but it was that City's fourth chance. Yeah. There was the the three nil, which when Torre scored from outside the box, like that, dragged it across. From yeah, the that's right the same game. That, oh, is that the same yeah, game? Yeah, it's the same one. Was it really? Yeah. Was that really? Because I remember thinking, wasn't there a wasn't there like a massive? Oh, okay, fine. I thought there was two. I thought there was one where it was like a real hammer in, like four or five, not five, obviously. But four. I thought there was one where it was four, and I also thought there was one when it was massively one sided. But it was only that third goal at the end that kind of gave it the scoreline it deserved. But okay, it was the same. Yeah, same, the same guy. Because Pellegrini's record at Old Trafford was actually quite bad. Uh, he won that first one three uh, nil. His next season he lost four two, and then the season after they drew nil. That was the one I remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was that must have been that must have been the other one I was thinking of because it was a heavy win, but obviously it was a heavy win for United, and in my my brain now is trying to work out who I was supporting at that point. Um, and then obviously I remember Pellegrini. That was my first season covering City, and it was Van Hal United who won at the Etihad, wasn't it? So okay, so may, may, maybe back then it it wasn't so obviously established that City would be the favourites, but I think given. I just think given the status and how much United had fallen off after Moyes and then so was that that 3-0 in in I'm trying to think when that would be Van Gaal's first season uh, it was 13-14 so it would have been right so that was Moyes' season season. yeah right okay oh and then okay so he was there for for Van Gaal so maybe there was a bit of an element of because United were I, I presume that everybody was thinking well Moyes is gone now this guy Van Hal's good. He'll get United back. So I'm sure there was probably that that first derby. It could easily have been the case that um, that United were favourites, but City would have been champions, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, um, but obviously with with Guardiola in that first season, it would have been it would have been even because it was Guardiola coming in, Mourinho coming in, and obviously everybody thought that was going to be an even match. <laughs> Um, but then the first derby of seventeen eighteen was December, wasn't it? And City had already won like sixteen games by that point in a row. So by that point, there was no way they were favourites. And since then, there's no way I don't think United would have been a favourite for any of them. So I suppose it's only been a relatively small period without Guardiola, hasn't it? Because um, City wouldn't have been favourites for the FA Cup semi and wouldn't have been favourites um, for the six one. But the six the six one was the, yeah the six one when you think about it was very was very even going into that because I think at the time. United were defending champions, but I think City were five points ahead in the table, or two points. Maybe two. Maybe they went five points ahead. Maybe they were two points ahead, leading the table. Yeah. Um, and it was it was because I remember it being uh, billed on Sky as champions against the challengers. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole favourites tag and being favourites. I mean, it's obviously based on on you know factors and facts. You know, City will be favourites going into this, but it, it's pretty arbitrary, isn't it? And without going fully into the form book goes out the window in a derby, like there's just teams with clashes of style against City and like the like, next season, City will be favourites to play Spurs. But if Spurs win one nil for whatever reason, that's not going to be a surprise, is it? And there yeah, there's just again playing Inter in the Champions League final is in some ways tougher than playing Bayern and, and Real Madrid. I know it's different because it's neutral venue as opposed to, you know, City did the damage in both of those games against Bayern and Madrid at home, as they did against Leipzig, actually. Um, but they were more open teams and Inter, I think, they'll just sit back and be horrible. And that's when, like, with Atletico Madrid last season, that's when you can see it being a bit more horrible. And I City are going to be massive favourites for the Champions League final, but it's like, it's going to be closer, surely, because... Like we can go into it now, and we can think, oh, City are miles better, and they're going to score loads. They're going to make loads of chances, and you know, everyone will be firing. And you know, I, I do think City are favourites, and I do think they'll win. But if it's one of those games where Haaland has six touches, and City can't really get him involved, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, because it's not like they're like, if, like again, if they were playing Real Madrid in the final, you'd be like, oh shit, it is Real Madrid, and nobody was ever sure that City were definitely going to beat Real Madrid until it was three 0 with about twelve minutes left just because of their powers of recovery. So nobody would be going into the final thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. But style-wise, you could do a Wayne Rooney and say, actually, they're going to blow them apart. And yeah, that it might be the case with 
with City, they might, you know, John Stones might score a left-footed half volley from outside the box like he did against Leicester and then it opens the game up. They might score a header from a set piece, they might get a penalty early and it changes it. But yeah, that, that game is going to be um, tricky. And I, I suppose the other, the, the only other element of kind of styles being mismatched for the derby is how well United can play without the ball because they did it very well um, in January, but it wasn't the best City at all, was it? Yeah. And I remember saying City deserved to win, but even if they had done, it was like City zero or City light. You know, it wasn't the City now that where we talk about being there and being the best switched on, most fluid, firing City version. It was, you know, City were kind of, they were still better than United over the course of the game, but they weren't anywhere near it. So United are going to have to step up from there. And then I guess it, it kind of brings us back to, I suppose, the main talking point going into it, which is how ready are City after the end of the season? That's it for all the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want more from us, we talk about the shift in power between the red and blue side of Manchester, and we talk about City's potential treble, a feat which could match that of the 98-99 United side. Poetically, the team standing in City's way at the cup final. Sam, what are your thoughts? That, those are my thoughts. Um, Poetic justice. I can, yeah. I can expand on that for the purposes of a podcast, but ultimately... Those are my thoughts. Excellent. Well, that's all of the member content. If that hasn't encouraged you to sign up, I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier as well. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. Make sure you follow in all of our socials as we've got lots of content coming out, previewing City's hunt for the treble, uh, looking ahead to that Champions League final as well. We'll see you next time. Wanna hear you go?